May I have your attention, please? We are controlling transmission. There is nothing wrong. The horror crime. Whether it's a ghost, a spirit, or an entity, they all feed on it. That's the whispering, the footsteps, the feeling of another presence. You won't have a chance to change your minds later. Because there'll be no way to get out. We have such sights to show you. Have you checked the children? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Boogie man's real. That is what I... They're coming to get you. What's up, horror fam? You know what time it is. Let's get into this. All right. What's up, everybody? We are back at it again, the Horror Conference Podcast, your favorite fucking podcast. You know who we are <laughs> and how we do it. Tonight, we got some very special guests with us, guys, what? as we've been having. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we went to our uh, conference, um, what was that, like a month ago almost? Yeah, something like that. Holy cow, yeah, at the Haunted America Conference. Yeah. And uh, we met a lot of cool people, and these folks are some of the people that we met. They are Mike and Wendy from the paranormal rock band Sunspot. Hey. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing tonight? All awesome. right. Awesome. Feeling, feeling groovy. Yes. Nice. Groovy, nice. baby. We're all into groove. Yes. Right. So like, As like, enough. like Bruce Campbell feeling it's, groovy. <laughs> it's funny you said that because I just see. <laughs> You guys, are music, house. you guys are music people, too, so... Oh, we're, now, now Wendy's going, Groove is in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Imagine a, a dead-eye dancing to that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny you say that, because uh, I just seen a meme. Um, you guys being in music, I'm sure you heard of the, uh, maybe, the Nirvana stuff going on now with the little, the guy who was the baby from the cover. Right, the, the naked baby feels exploited, and now he's suing... 30 probably years Right, probably because they sold 25 million albums, and his parents probably got like 120 bucks, or yeah. or maybe, yeah. or maybe the photographer passed them a joint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well I was thinking he was mad because he's got a little peanut. Hey, but. he's a baby. Hey. <laughs> give, the, give the guy a break. It's been 30 years. <laughs> well, that's probably the same what, size. Well, it's uh, funny. It was a cool pool too. Right? Shrinkage, please. The reason I bring that up is because someone posted up a meme earlier and it had Bruce Campbell in there with his out like this. It's like, oh, nice. 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 But anyways, guys, like we said, this is the, they, well, actually, they have a lot of stuff going on, um, which we're going to get into. But for now, uh, why don't you guys kind of enter yourself a little bit and then let us know your socials and everything like that so they can know where to find you. Absolutely. Uh, you can find us at... Instagram.com slash Sunspot Music, Twitter.com slash Sunspot Music, Facebook.com slash Sunspot Music. Anything's if you look up Sunspot Music on the Googles, um, we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna be the ones who show up. I sense a thing um, there. <laughs> yeah. We like to keep it we like to keep it consistent. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So um we'll we'll get into some of the other things too, like with the the uh haunting tours, you know, Chicago hauntings and things like that. Sure. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the uh, 
paranormal music aspect that you guys we we got to hear some of it when we went to the conference um love it you know very cool by the way very thank cool. you yeah. you know the violin you know kind of gave me the whole uh queen of the damn vibe you know what yeah. i'm saying it was funny we walked in and ryan's like holy shit she's got a violin <laughs> i was like it's bad what are they doing in here <laughs> nice thanks well, for you know, glad, glad you guys liked it Oh, you know, yeah. I, I love yeah, I love cool. all kinds Very of music, cool. but you know, get Apocalyptica. Look at Apocalyptica. Oh, all right. Awesome. So, you so know, awesome. but um, when I heard you guys, I was like, yeah, this kind of gives me the whole vibe of some, you know. So, how'd you guys start getting into that aspect of the music? It, you know, our songs have never been particularly about like the, the things that normal people write about. Yeah. It's not just going to be about like, oh, this man, you broke my heart. You know, things like that. It's not going to be that kind of thing. Or it's, you know, it's, it's Thursday night. We're going to get laid. Like that's not right. Cause it's that I'd never get laid on Thursday night. So it, um, well, the night is, oh, never mind. It's, it's, it's Tuesday. Uh, right. It's Tuesday. I got a couple of days to try to try to break the curse. No, but the thing is, it, it, is they like, we never, you know, we've always written songs from like a, a different kind of perspective and have thrown like science fiction in it, horror movies in it, all, all these kind of different things. And so um, in, in 2014, uh, you know, Wendy was like, we should do a, we, we'd been doing a podcast from like from our van for a long time. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was getting to be the same, we can be the same thing over and over again. I was like, okay, guys, we're in the van for five hours going to this place. You know, what happened last night? Oh, we got trashed. The crowd was great. We had a good time. You know, like, well, go ahead. Just, it's worth pointing out, I think, that that was also, um, it started off as just an audio podcast. And then, then we decided we'd do the video too, which was kind of fun because then you get to, you know, get a little yeah. footage from each city and remember the people yeah. that you were hanging out with and the, the clubs and all that. But, uh, Dude, but by being their video, <laughs> right? Oh, no. right. So you just might. Well, we stopped doing that when we kind of transitioned to the the more focusing on paranormal topics, um, just because there was more. Right. The right. audio was more interesting and less visually interesting, I guess. <laughs> yeah, From the standpoint yeah. of us sitting here talking to mi into microphones. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, you guys could have. You know, there's always cool documentary yeah. style stuff yeah. you could put together. Watch me listen to this EVP. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it, it started to be though that we wanted to use it also because it was something we were really interested in, and we'd sit there, we talk about it in the van when we go on places. We'd drive somewhere in the middle of the night, and we'd have coast to coast AM on. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Whenever, whenever we would play at a club, we would try to find out if it had any ghost stories, um, and you know, and people would tell us the urban legends of their city, like we'd meet you know, locals yeah. and they'd be like, Oh my God, you guys are into this stuff. And they tell you about all the cool stuff that was happening in their city. And, um, we were kind of into it anyway. So it just be, it was really natural progression into, okay, let's jump in, do a podcast about it and then try to write a song about it every week. And so, you know, 300 episodes later, we wrote a lot of songs. Hell no, yeah, that's badass. Another thing that kind of brings it in is the fact that, you know, we, we've been together as a band for, many many years and we've spent a lot of time together that's just mike and i and our other bandmate ben and so it's it turned out like you know every week if something new hadn't happened in one of our lives like there's nothing to talk about because we've <laughs> we've already told each other every story that's interesting so instead of you know talking about our own stories that we kind of pontificate about all the weird stuff we were either hearing on art bell or just you know 
Yeah. yeah. The stories oh, we'd heard from people while we were traveling and that kind of thing. So conversations and just, you know, talking about that and wondering and thinking about the, the stuff that the things we don't have answers to, you know, in, right. a, world, in a world full of answers. It's, it's those late night dorm conversations. Um, and, you know, we started playing together in college. So we'd have those late night dorm conversations. And when some people, when, when some people grew up, those conversations stopped because they stopped living in a dorm. Well, we just transferred that over to a van. <laughs> yeah. A dorm on wheels. <laughs> right. the river. Which was right, probably it, bigger than the dorm. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was right. not it's that true. far away, these 15 yeah. passengers. Yeah, man. Yeah, they're huge. Um, and, and so it really became something where we were talking about these topics all the time, how they related to our favorite movies, the stuff that we thought was real, the stuff we thought was bullshit, all that kind of thing. And then some of those conversations were really interesting. I'm like, well, we should probably record those and oh, yeah. you know, talk about some of those topics and, and, and use it for fuel uh, to make new songs and um, use it for inspiration. And yeah. that really lit a fire in us for a long time. That's awesome. That's, oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's kind cool, of the same man. reason that we started the podcast, you know. Um, me and JT, we've been doing this for about three years now almost. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we started hanging out um, just talking about music, actually. I delivered to his work, and we would talk about, you know, metal or metalheads. Um, I listen to everything, but I'm a metalhead at heart, you know. Sure. And um, we started talking about that, and then it's kind of find out we both love horror movies and all this paranormal and shit, and – so we start talking about that. I'm like, dude, I want to start a podcast. It's like cool. we're soulmates. Yeah. 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 It's like, no, he meant to say cellmates. Yeah. Yeah. Cellmates. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah, know, it was so, go ahead. Metal and horror go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. You think about it. I mean, think about the video for like, think about Dokken and Dream Warriors. Oh, yeah. Or the soundtrack to Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Yes. Or, do you, know, you want a party? My favorite. <laughs> right. Like all of those great like 80s metal horror sounds. Yeah. I mean, Alice Cooper even wrote like what? The Man Behind the Mask? Yeah. And For Friday and, the 13th. Right. And Alice Cooper was like one of the reasons that I wanted to play music in the first place. Because yeah. when I saw him on the Muppet yeah. Show, I was like, well, can I do that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes, you can. Well, don't yes, forget for about the right amount of money. Right, right. <laughs> and it's not just metal because, you know. Don't forget about the Ramones in the Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God, I love that song. Absolutely. I do too. I blast Absolutely. it constantly. It's so catchy. It. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I, gotta, I have to admit something here, and I'm going to admit it. Since you guys are on here and you're music people, oh, Lord. I like The Cure. <laughs> hey, there's worse There's thing. no shame in that game. Yeah. In the metal in the metal community, it's like death sentence. But no, oh, the reason uh, one of the main reasons I love that uh they're not necessarily all the stuff I do, but the crow. The crow is one of my favorite oh, movies yeah. of all time, period. Yeah. Uh it's definitely right, my no. top five of all time. And uh there's it's of course it's in there and it's it's a big part of my stuff. But no, you're right. You know, um Well, hey, one of the I mean one of the first big cure songs is Killing an Arab. Um, which is, you know, related to this existential novel, The Stranger, which is mm. horrific in its own kind of, even if it's not oh, graphic yeah. or anything, it's horrific in its own kind of way that life has no meaning. Uh, you know, in, in like a French horror movie kind of way, like Martyrs or something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And oh, yeah. and so, and Robert Smith with that hair, he looks scary as fuck anyway. So like, he's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and he's we, not talking about The Stranger where you sit on your hand. Oh, shit. No, that's... <laughs> I've been working to perfect that. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I can, that reminds oh, me. I can finally skill. get my hand up. 
Oh, oh, God. Boom, boom. I noticed you were only drinking your drink with one hand, Mike. Yeah. 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 Uh, righty tighty. So, hey. right, wait, lefty Lucy, right? They yeah. call her Lucy for a reason. That's right. Hey, you got to leave a hand free to hold the microphone. <laughs> I'm not talking yeah. about the one you're speaking of. The microphone. Um, yeah. yeah. Hey, but I'm bumped. Where's okay. the, where's, oh, where's my Jackie like, Martling? Where's the sound guy or Fred? Where's like, Fred? Oh, we want out of here. <laughs> Fair. That's fair. I don't blame him. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. So, um, yeah, you're right. You know, um, one movie that we talk about um, quite frequently on here because we talk about music too, you know, but uh, um, Devil's Candy is a good yeah. one. Mm. Great film. If you're into metal, uh, Devil's Candy is all like 80s uh, thrash metal. Sick. I mean, it nice. starts out Sweet. with Metallica. You know, nice. I mean, it, it's got a killer soundtrack. Yeah, it's killer. a great oh. film too. Though. Yeah, it, it is a decent movie, but the soundtrack is just phenomenal. I mean, oh. you got all the great Slayer, Anthrax. Metallica, oh yeah, you know the I big fool. Just... Well, did you ever see that movie Rock and Roll Nightmare from like the 1980s with that yes. John Michael Thor guy? Yeah, I mean that's the classic. Like the heavy metal guy has to take on the devil and stuff like that, and then he becomes yeah, an angel at the. You know, so that's the it, heavy metal and horror. They do go hand heavy metal and horror do go hand in hand, and I'm did done alliterating. See? Did you see when he did the Sally Jesse Raphael show? Oh my gosh! I, I, oh my god! It was I missed hilarious. that. What gl- that woman had some glasses, didn't she? Oh god yeah! Damn it. Oh yeah! They were bigger than her skull. It was uh, yeah. yeah. Gotta love well, it. Speaking of killer soundtracks, let's not forget about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah. With the Dickies doing that awesome yeah. uh, theme song, dude. I oh, yeah. I love that movie. That's like just, uh, that's yeah. one of those movies so that you hate, to, you hate to admit that you love that movie. Not me. I love it's it. just a fun movie. I think it's, so, it's awesome. The Chodos brothers or whatever the guys that put it together. Oh. Well, I mean, that was, I, I think, one of our first Halloween shows. We, like, spent two weeks working on that cover. And, like, we were, like, we're going to kick it out because it's, it's got the March of the Gladiators. And the it's got the whole clown yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And we're, like, we worked on the song. And we're, like, we're going to kick ass and everybody's going to love it. And we started playing it. And everybody's, like, what the hell is this? They're just <laughs> like, we're like, like, what? Is that Killer Clowns? That's the movie with like, the clowns? Come on. We worked on this. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And the audience is just totally un- unimpressed. Like, oh. <laughs> right. They're just, like, that song's stupid. I'm, like, all right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. The story of our lives. It's like, hey, you, you, you had to been there. It's one of those. Right. You had to been there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but yeah. you know, try things. We went to, uh, I think it was 2017. I went to um, Universal Studios for Halloween Horror Nights. It was sick, but they had a whole big uh, killer clowns from outer space. Um, oh. scares, haunted house, scare zone. It was. Fucking sick. That's awesome. Cotton candy, yeah. cocoons, and everything? Yes, it was. <laughs> Popcorn guns? Yeah, it was pretty sick. <laughs> well, they were, the... were going to make a new version of that movie a couple years, oh, like maybe three or four years back. They were working on doing a, a, like a reboot. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Like, the, like the Killer Clowns movie. They're working on a reboot. Is it possible, though? Is it possible? I know. It's. It, look they what they, know. they We're not. They need a cover. Remakes. But oh, okay. That movie would be tough. So, now, don't get us wrong. Some of them are great, like uh, uh, Evil Dead remake. Yeah, phenomenal. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great remake. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, John Carpenter's the thing. Yes. Oh right. gosh. Well, yeah. right. That's a remake. I mean, but um, what? I thought the Fright Night remake yes. was pretty good. It's yeah, pretty it good. Wasn't, it wasn't bad. I mean, Colin Farrell. You know, 
He's pretty good. So you I can't... almost like Colin Firth. <laughs> right. But, no, but um, they, they, I mean, they changed, they changed that enough. Movie. <laughs> they, they, changed that, they changed that movie enough to make it really fun. And like the movie yeah. in the city of Las Vegas and stuff like that. And so um, I thought the Fright Night, like I was expecting, I mean, I love David Tennant, but I was expecting to think like, oh, it's going to suck. And have I'm you, like, yeah. wow. Have you seen the Evil Dead remake? Oh, yeah, the 2013 one? Yes. Yeah. With Jane Levy. Dude, it is. You haven't seen it, Wendy? I have not seen it yet, I don't think. Your favorite moment, your favorite moment is when she, (laughs) like this girl, like. Spoiler alert. Oh, she won't remember it until she sees it. She forks (laughs) her own tongue. Yes. Um, It's one of those things where it doesn't matter. You can hear about it. You're like, I don't know if it's going to be that gross. And then you watch it and you're like, yeah, it's gory as shit. That movie is so good gory as hell they said okay. they use more blood than any other movie oh and the chick with the arm yeah, yeah it's the cellar <laughs> cut it, cut it's it, fun it, it's it as it, it, you know we're saying like oh she forks her own tongue it's a lot of fun it is uh, yeah yes yeah. It's well, I mean, don't we all want a forked tongue <laughs> no we, speak, we talk like we've got a forked tongue i could pick my uh, nose right both nostrils no i'm good with that <laughs> oh my god yeah the shock factor it would be pretty good to be able to yeah yeah it's know. a but it's a good film I it's mean, a great it, film it, i love it uh, you know well, that guy that tattoos himself like a lizard or whatever he's got a forked tongue oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah i and know it's, have, a forked tongue. it's not cool i don't like it <laughs> if, you're, if you're not expecting it that's the thing like if you know okay that's the that's the lizard man he's got a fork like that's one right. thing but yeah if somebody like, just kind of <laughs> Yeah, like, right. Hey. If, it's, if it's like somebody dressed up like a nun or something like that, and then she's like, ah, like then that's when it gets you. When it's the lizard man walking up with the tattoos and everything, you're like, if he doesn't have a forked tongue, I'm be right. pissed. Right. Yeah. And he better, he better have like a, a tail too. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so now, Wendy, when you know when you watch that movie, you're gonna get to see a forked tongue. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I can't wait. Dude. So much winning, it hurts. Now, <laughs> I'll, I'll have my my barf bucket ready for it. Oh yeah, it's Lori. Uh, but now that we're since we're on that subject, this is something we always ask everybody when they come on because um, we do love horror movies. What is your guys' favorite horror movie? Oh, I thought you were going to ask them about their pants. No, that's ours. Oh, that's, that's our later. thing. That's later. Never mind. <laughs> uh, what pants? Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't we learn one thing from the pandemic? Perfect. Answer. Answer. <laughs> it's it was the pants optional demic. Right. Yeah. 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 No pants yeah. dance. <laughs> no, but serious. In all seriousness, uh, what's your what's your guys' favorite horror movie of all time? Or or what was the first one that kind of got you into it and things like that? that? That's an easier one. How about that? You know, your favorite's hard because that really depends on um like what the like when's the last one I've seen. You know, yeah. I re- I mean I loved. Like you talked about the thing. I mean, I loved that movie for a long time. I, it warped me when I saw it when I was, yeah. you know, like seven years old. Um, I mean, John Carpenter stuff. I mean, In the Mouth of Madness always takes me for a trip. Like that. That's always a classic. Um, I mean, Exorcist. Like it's just it, there's some th- reasons that they're classics. Yeah, and yeah it's, absolutely. You know, and it's just yeah. because they they deliver the goods. Mm-hmm. Um, so it you know it really depends on the. Uh, on the moment, but, uh, or I mean, Dawn of the dead yeah. like that. I mean, that even, I mean the, the original, the remake has its moments and stuff. Plus it's, yeah. it's set in Wendy in my hometown of Milwaukee. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. That makes it fun. The so, remake screwed me up. It was like, Oh my God, they can run. <laughs> right. It's not fair. They can run and it, and you, and you, and you get bitten, you know, like whoever gets bitten or whatever, like it's not, <coughs> it's not just dying or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
anyway, so it's for me. Uh, I love so many horror movies that it's hard to pick a favorite. What's one uh, of your first ones that you can remember watching? I mean, Night of the Living Dead Night was the, the first Dead. was the first movie that I cried while I was watching. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. What, like I was, what? my parents, my or my my dad and my sister were just laughing. They were just <laughs> laughing because it's. I mean, we it's like 1982. We're watching it, and it's you know night. By 1968 standards, it is. I mean, oh my, the zombies! The zombies look like they went to Kentucky Fried Chicken or whatever. Yeah. And that's the that's the you know the body parts they're eating. Like, mmm, extra t- extra tasty, crispy. Like you know, eleven herbs and spices in this body. And uh, you know, so my 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 sister's older than me, and then my dad, and they're both you know laughing at the special effects and everything. Meanwhile, I am in absolute terror. <laughs> watching yeah. like poor you know, little mike poor little mike was crying like guy. just Aww. just crying so uh i mean not living dead um affected me in a way that when i was watching you know they used to watch the we had shock theater in milwaukee and um that was like the local horror host too loose no neck or whatever was his name mm-hmm. and um you'd watch those movies from the 50s and stuff and they weren't i mean the thing from outer space was good because it was atmospheric or the haunting um was good because the atmosphere and stuff like that, but it didn't. They, those movies that they showed on the old, uh, you know, monster piece theater and stuff like that yeah. weren't didn't have that visceral effect that Night yeah. Living Dead had on me, where like I dreamt about it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, what's your what's a, what's like your favorite genre of horror? If you had to pick one, like something that you know, slasher. Man, you didn't know we were putting you on the spot, didn't you? No, I mean, it, it's hard to say favorite because there's something to appreciate in everything. Like of course, yeah. Slasher, you appreciate the practical effects. Psychological, you can appreciate, um, you know, how, like, they, they twist it into you, like, slowly over time. Um, and, you know, comedy horror, you can appreciate because oh, it's shit. a good time. Army of Darkness and then the evil Tucker deads. and Dale versus evil. Right. But, um, you know, it, it, but I always, I always have something in my heart for like real super serious horror movies. Like, gotcha. you know, I thought that was one thing that the conjuring, uh, when they came back and, you know, even though, you know, they said based on a true story and you're like, Oh my God, it's real. Yeah. And you're watching this and they brought back the ultra serious, kind of horror movie and yes. i really i really enjoyed that and that was in the vein of the exorcist and everybody just looks at each other um like it's a matter of life and death and nobody's oh, like yeah. wink nobody's like winking at you like no. hey guys my buddy just died yeah, yeah. i'm so, yeah. so scared <laughs> yeah see we we say that quite often on here that james wan saved horror like the yeah. conjurings and then all the insidious all this stuff um annabelle like dead silence i mean he he brought back like yeah. what you just said about the conjuring we've said that ourselves it's yeah. like one of our favorite movies that has been out in a very 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 long time mm. yeah what about you wendy What's well the, you know i was thinking about it um so the shining was always like number one freak me out movie just because there's there's so much going on there yeah, yeah. so oh, much yeah. you know paranormal unexplained weird just weird and then also the fact that, like, the second half of the movie, he's running, screaming, Wendy! Like, trying to kill Wendy. <laughs> he's looking so, for you. Yeah, so I have, like, nightmares of Jack Nicholson with that crazed look, like, coming after me. Oh, yeah. And, um, and then, then I realized, and I already brought up Pet Cemetery, but um, I know that it's kind of... Now when I... Like, 
I see it's kind of cheesy, but I saw it the age I was at when I saw it just mm. it just like disturbed me heavily. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think it's because I have a little brother who was like the age of the kid okay, at yeah. the time uh, yeah. when it happened. So like just that that visual of like the kid running in the street, oh, man. And you see the shoe go bouncing, and mm. oh, I just even get boost goosebumps now. But I can't watch it. I have two little boys. I got two kids, and oh man, yeah. it 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 gets me. Yeah, we watched the re- good- we went to the theater and watched um we then we watch um did you go with- yeah 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 uh, no well, we watched that here oh that's right well I, no it was it uh, the remake of it oh, sometimes yeah. dead oh. is better I just yeah. like the, I love the main accents that's dead's just, better uh, yeah. I I I go to see Stephen King just to see which actors are gonna like really give it that old <laughs> New England gusto yeah oh our fa- our favorite uh, King uh, line was in uh, Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, <laughs> honey, get over here. This machine just called me an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of soundtracks, nice. Maximum Overdrive. I mean, who made who? Is, I mean, right, hard rock and horror. Dude, that movie is so. It's funny because that's so cheesy, but damn, it's one of my favorite movies. It's my one of my go tos. Like if I like, I want to watch something. Fuck, we should watch Maximum Overdrive. It's good. We'll, I mean, I love Emilio Estevez too. So you know, I like all the. Who shit does this? Exactly. Emilio, the forgotten sheen. Shout out yeah. to Emilio. <laughs> he was so I mean, forgotten I, he didn't even get the name. Right. right. Oh, well, actually, I mean, actually, he kept uh, his name, and they they used yeah. they right. Used, but, yeah. Right, Carlos Estevez. Yeah. Um, yeah. Charlie. Mm-hmm. Or uh, no, that was Martin Sheen's name. Is Car- I call Mar- Mar- yeah. uh, no, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But. Um, I just picture so maximum overdrive, and you watch it's that Green Goblin, oh yeah, and stuff like that. And Stephen King directed it, and I can just imagine. And this Stephen King is still like in his party days or whatever. So I can just imagine Stephen King waking up, like, we're gonna make the best movie ever, yeah. and then like he just bumps like a huge rail, and that's like oh, he's God. like, yeah, it's like the size was, of that. I was just gonna say, that, Stephen that's King cr- didn't direct that movie. Cocaine did, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nice. Right, like that's what he called craft services or whatever. He called his yeah. dealer craft services. Yeah, I need some coke, yeah. <laughs> not cola. Right, right, yeah, not no, the no, beverage. Right. They delivered like Domino's. That's funny. You're talking about maximum overdrive. Look at his background. Kind of remind yeah. you of the, the got the green, the green going behind uh, you. Aurora. Yeah. That's, that, well, all I can think right now, all I can think about is the cars are going to fucking kill us. <laughs> yeah. well you know we talked we did a we've done uh we've done an episode on that we actually did an episode on that on another podcast called uh strange frequencies where they talk about music and horror and they bring it together and stuff and uh we did that movie um and so much it's funny so much of those movies make no sense at all like it's like yeah. okay well if everything's going crazy how come that car's not going crazy <laughs> and how the hell is that little cart with the machine gun how is that going crazy like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, selective crazy. Yeah. I, I'm glad you brought up Pet Cemetery, Wendy, because I I, th- I feel like that movie contains like four different kinds of like horrific things. Like it goes from nope. y- your child dies. That's that's horrific in its own. Yeah, life. that's the worst. And, and then your child comes back and tries to kill you. So that it's, it's also not quite ho- your child. Right, your child <laughs> is evil. Now, how do you love your kid? Right. When How far does unconditional go? He's a killer. <laughs> and, you know, and, and then it's like the, it's that whole crossing the line. It's the horror of 
betraying the the natural world by trying to bring someone back from the dead. And then there's the whole um, spiritual parts, right? That you're you know that also uh, you there there are cosmic powers that we cannot understand, and they do things that can ruin our lives. Yeah, cosmic powers and cosmic consequences. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that can so, bleed right into other things too. So yeah, so it's deeper than like. I mean, Stephen King, I know that a lot, a lot of times he, he tries to fit his stuff into like some kind of Christian eschatology. Like he'll put it in where there's that, I mean, you think about the stand, it's the devil versus God. It's, um, he, you know, he, in his, he's got, he tries to kind of fit it into some kind of Western uh, theology, whereas someone like um, Clive Barker makes his own thing up. And that yeah. was H.P. H.P. Lovecraft too. Made his own cosmology up. He's like God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, God's coming, and he's got tentacles for a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well. So. Uh. So. I'm gonna have to edit this out a little bit, but uh. So sure. we just got a message. I've only got ten minutes left on this video. What we'll do yeah. is when we run out of time. Because I'm not paying for Zoom. Sure, uh, yeah. When we run out of time, I'll start another meeting and send you another link. Cool. Is that all yeah, right with you guys? Dude. And I'll just, I'll edit them together. That'll give us a chance to refill our beverages. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Well, it's crazy now you, because Now before, you're thinking, Miss Wendy. <laughs> before, we've had like five hours. Well, of, that was in the middle of the pandemic, and they were kind of letting people get away with that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they had the extended. Yeah, they, yeah. they extended. Well, you had no time limit. You know, yeah. Now you've got the, a forty-minute time limit. The good old days of the pandemic. Right. It was. <laughs> hey, if the pandemic did one thing good, it was no. Right. no, no. Well, it was the, and the no pants. Yes. Yeah. It was the Zoom eviction moratorium. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, but uh, yeah, we'll keep going, and like he said, we'll. Uh, yeah. Sure. It'll, it'll cut us off here in a minute, and we'll we'll just I'll send you another good. link, and we'll keep going. We'll edit it. You know, <laughs> All right. but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, about the paranormal group. Yeah. They got you guys is... paranormal. Well, oh. you got the Chicago hauntings. Oh a, yeah, ghost absolutely. Walk. We can talk a little bit about, um, so uh, like American ghost walks, uh, is a company that does haunted history tours in different, uh, cities across, um, the United States. So we do it in Chicago, we do it in Minneapolis, we do it in Milwaukee, we do it in Madison, uh, we do it in Maui, we do it in Puerto Rico. Um, you know, Wendy uh, was was a haunted history tour guide in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Waukesha. Okay, which is not yeah. far from where I grew up. So it was. Uh, Can you say that again? Waukesha. 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 Waka waka waka. Yeah. <laughs> waka waka. Where she live? A walk, a walk. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really about um, finding the, the interesting stories of a town, uh, the urban legends that we try to make it as real as the real ghost stories versus making some shit up. Yeah. Right. The idea is like, here's what people have experienced. Here's the history. Here's what was in the newspaper. Uh, here's maybe the legend and then put it together and tie it to the history of the town. So in a way, you can walk around a town and you can connect to it in a in a in a different way than like going for a civics lesson or something. Yeah. So you're yeah. learning the history of the town. You're learning the real ghost stories, and it, it's the real uncanny stuff 
that is usually more interesting than he saw the woman in white cross the thing. <laughs> and that's just the usual. And so yeah. the ghost stories might not be as dramatic as somebody that puts on all the makeup and stuff like that and feeds you a line of shit. Jumps out but, from behind a gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Boo. Um, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, okay, so a horror, mo- horror movies are great, right? Horror movies are great. They're also fiction. And haunted houses are great. Haunted houses are a lot of fun. And you know that um, if somebody grabs you in the haunted house, he's not going to slit your throat. Yeah. Most of the haunted houses I go to. Yeah, I was going to say, I know a couple of places. The movie for your first. There was, <laughs> right. Yeah, there was something in the news recently about one. <laughs> it was funny. They were talking about jumping out from behind gravestones, and I don't know why this popped into my head. Oh, no. But uh, I think it was either Porky's 2 or 3 when they're, <laughs> when they're in the graveyard, and the fucking one dude's like, woo, get boogie, boogie, boogie. That's what Wendy used to do in Waukesha. That's what I, yeah, it's basically being a tour guide for American Ghost Walks. That's, that's yeah. the same job. Yeah. She's oh, about yeah. to go, waka, 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 waka. And then, then she, when, she, when she first looked at the script, she's like, oogie, boogie, boogie. Uh, wait, can you, click, can you clarify this pronunciation? I'm not sure. I want to make sure I get it right. Is that two boogies or is that three? Boogies? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's just, I just see a lot of O's. Um, <laughs> no, but it's that idea that it, it's the real uncanny stuff that's more interesting, I, I find. Oh, yeah. um, and, you know, that's the, when we were in the van and talking, we, that's the, it's the little stuff that happens to us. It's the, it's the stuff when we're on the tour and, and um, you see, you know, something weird or, you know, think about – Wendy, when we'd have like a shared hallucination in the front seat. It happens. EMT is a hell of a drug. We were sober. (laughs) We were completely Completely sober. Dead sober. I swear we're completely sober. And Mike and I saw the same weird illusion. (laughs) Right. And just, I mean, not like something, not like all of a sudden there's a flying cryptid or some shit like that, but more like we saw, we saw the same kind of optical illusion together. Lights on the side of the road. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, now that's like two people see the same kind of thing when we've never seen that before individually in our lives. And we were like, (laughs) (laughs) right. Like rubbing around, closing them open again, closing them open again. Yeah. And so it's that kind of thing that it's like, okay, so there is something that we can't explain. What's and, going on? Yeah, and that's what we want to get at because it's the stuff that you can't really explain that gives life a little spice. If you can explain it in, oh, it was in the script. If you can explain it with, oh, it was fake. If you can explain it with, oh, it was a hoax. Um, then that's that can still be a lot of fun, but yeah. it's not. It's kind of not the purpose of the kind of stuff we're going for, and it definitely wasn't the purpose of our podcast either. Um, we were having long discussions and interviewing people and, and talking to people to try to get as close to some kind of truth as possible. And if yeah. it, and if it looked like someone was blowing smoke up our ass or whatever, then we just, yeah. 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 You get out. So I think we got about what, two minutes left. Yeah. What's uh? you want to go ahead and, and send a, yeah, let, pause. let's pause this. And then what I'll do is I'll start another meeting. Sure. Uh, it, it'll just take me a few minutes, and I'll uh, I'll send it back to the Facebook page. Cool. Sounds good. That we'll, sounds we'll, great. All right. We'll oh, put gosh. a we'll put a button in it. Put button. Oh, there you go. Put button. See you on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sounds great. All right, and we're back. And we're back in the so, saddle game. I, I'm gonna add a little something here. Uh, oh, geez. You guys were talking about 
and it just kind of reminded me of something you were talking about the the ghost walks and the tours and you know yeah. and and you know the things that you've seen or whatever so you know i've been a big fan of troy taylor's for a long time and uh one year like the year after i got married my wife and i got married in 05 and uh she said hey uh why don't we uh go over to alton they're doing these haunted tours and i'm like okay you know, my wife's totally not into this kind of stuff, you know, and I was kind of shocked that she mentioned it, but my birthday was, you know, coming up and she was like, oh, why don't we go over and uh, do that? And I'm like, okay, yeah, sounds good. So we went over there and it just so happened that Luke, uh, did you guys meet Luke Nalaborski? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So Luke was doing the tour that night. It's great. I got mm -hmm. a really cool picture of me and Luke in the old bookstore, but, uh, it, anyway, we're going through the tour. Well, that tour would end at the First Unitarian Church in, in Alton, which now they don't have access to, but back then they did. And so wow. at one point, you know, they get us all in this church and they, they're telling the story about the church and they take us all down to the basement. Well, here I am. I've got this little miniature like voice recorder thing. And I'm like, as soon as we walk in the church, I turn this thing on and it's in my pocket, you know, and, or in my hand or wherever, you know. And they, they take <laughs> us down into the basement. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's a crowd of like, I don't know, there was probably 20 or 30 of us and we're standing in the basement and, uh, Luke's like, okay, I want you guys to see how dark it is down here. I'm going to switch the lights out. Okay, cool. So here I'm standing kind of towards the back and it, it was like a semicircle in front of me and, uh, he flips the light out and it is pitch black. You can't see your hand in front of your face. Oh man. All of a sudden the little tiny red light on my voice recorder is lit up and this lady standing behind me goes into a blood curdling, just panic attack <laughs> and is like freaking out, freaking everybody else out. And my wife, who's always calm, cool and collective. She's like, right. no, it's just my husband with a stupid recorder. <laughs> That's awesome. That is great. Good job. Way to freak, uh, yeah, freak so out I, the, just, uh, I, I literally scared the shit out of the entire <laughs> tour group and uh, didn't even mean to. Yeah. If I'd have known so I was going to have that kind of reaction, I'd have done like an oogie boogie boogie thing or something. Yeah. Or a waka waka. Yeah. Owen's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot right. of fun. We, um, you know, what, the first time we went there, actually, we went to, we did a, um, an interview with Luke for our podcast at Mavis Coffee House, uh, which is an old school and has a whole bunch of haunted stories. Uh, and then we did a show um, nice. in that place. And then the next year was the first year we went to uh, Haunted America. How and, many times have you guys I, gone to the Haunted America Conference? So 2019 um, was the first time you went? No, 2016, uh, 17, 18, 19. Oh, okay. And then we skipped last year, obviously. Wait, that many? Right. right. Yeah, we came 2016 was the first we went to. Really? Yeah, we old. Jeez, I don't even remember that. We also partied a lot at that one, so. That's why you don't remember it. See? Yeah, I guess <laughs> that's true. Yeah, too much karaoke at the, uh, at the what is it, the river, rivers? The, the rivers. Lounge or whatever. <laughs> Something. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, um, but, you know, Alton's a very cool place, and uh, it, funny enough, uh, one time, so my sister, uh, Allison, who had started the Milwaukee Ghost Tour um, back in 2008, 
she had been going to Haunted America since it started. Yeah. And um, so, um, so she knew Troy. And then one time we took a family vacation in 2000, we went to New Orleans. And we're standing at uh, Jean Lafitte's bar, you know, the oldest bar in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. And so we're standing in line waiting to order something. And who we were standing right behind was Troy Taylor. <laughs> nice. And as what are the thing, odds? She's like, Troy is like, Allison? I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, I guess weirdos are attracted to yeah. New Orleans. <laughs> well, right? Yeah. The, the yeah. same kind of thing, like the moths to the, the, moths to the paranormal flame. Yes. The wraiths to the paranormal True, flame. True, yeah. But it was just yeah. a minute, so I, I met Troy like, in, like, you know, 21 years ago or whatever because we were just standing, standing behind him in line waiting to get a beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy how the the, the weirdos yeah. attract each other. It, it's funny. The very first time I ever met Troy Taylor, he was at uh, Six Flags in, in Eureka, Missouri, you know, and uh, it was during their Fright Fest, and he was in this – if you guys have never been there, they've got this little place called Miss Kitty's Saloon where they do, like, song and dance things, you know. And uh, it's set up like an old Western saloon or whatever. Well, they had Troy in there, and he was uh, telling stories. And basically, oh, his, his deal was is like every – I think it was like every hour, it, a new group of people would come in, and he would have to tell the exact same stories. So it was funny. I talked to him a little bit that day, but then I, uh, I ran in – well, I didn't run into him. He was doing an event at the library in St. Louis, and I, I, I was like, oh, my God, I got to go, you know. So I, uh, I went over there and uh, was talking to him, and I was like, I was like hey, man, you know I, know, I know you don't remember me, but the first time I met you was at – and he was like, don't say Six Flags. Oh my gosh! I was like, "Yeah, you go." Well, oh, it was uh, it was Six Flags, <laughs> and and hell, that was uh, well, that was the year that was in God. Yeah, that was, was probably two thousand three or something. twenty years ago, and three yeah. restraining orders yeah. later. Yeah, nice. <laughs> right, so, right. Uh, now, so now I can't come up to Troy anymore because yeah. I'm not supposed to be within two hundred yards of him or his family. Well, it's funny because I know that Troy absolutely hates like when people walk up to him at conventions and want to show him pictures of orbs and stuff. He's always yeah, been all it. hate that. So I walked up to him at Haunted America conference <laughs> that weekend. I had my cell phone in my hand and I'm like, "Hey, Troy, look at this." And he just oh. looked at me like he was going to freaking slit my throat. And it was a picture of me and him from like 20 years ago. And I'm like, hey, oh. you remember being this young? And he was like, oh, my God. And then he started scrolling through, then, showing him then, pictures of his know, house. And yeah, his... and then I was showing him, you know, <laughs> here's a dick pic I sent my wife. And, no, no, it's no. Just no. a pizza I ate yesterday. I didn't, know you, I didn't know you had a zoom lens on your phone. Yeah. I, do. Oh. I do. A really big one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think about that first year of Haunted America, though. Um, you know, Wendy, I think that's the first time that we heard Scotty Roberts do his whole thing about his Egypt experience. Like where, he, you know, he talked about the, yeah. you know, the seeing the ghosts and stuff in Egypt. And I was, that one blew my mind. But really what blew my mind is we're hanging out after hours. And Scott Lambert from Michigan Paranormal is there. And he's metalhead, so we're talking about music and stuff. Yeah. And then he just busts into this conversation with Greg Newkirk from the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal Cult, Greg and Dana. And, and just, we were all, it was late. I think Dana was already asleep. Um, Wendy was back in the bar, and it was just like me and Scott and outside. And he goes, 
you know the Titanic was an inside job and just goes into this whole oh, like spiel. Shit. I know the uh, whole thing. <laughs> like if you think if you think 9/11 trutherism is crazy, I'd like to introduce you to the Titanic <laughs> oh truthers. Inside job. That's I'm a huge conspiracy theorist, so like I definitely know the whole Titanic thing. I went to the Titanic ah. museum and I died. So right. now, now, now I'm not saying I believe all conspiracies. I'm just deep into the learning about different things. It yeah. really is interesting. It's like interesting. And we, you know, Wendy and I went into that pretty deeply with my sister actually in our podcast, and not about the Titanic trutherism, but about Amelia Earhart. Ah, yes. Uh-huh. And the idea of why Amelia Earhart um, would have, you know, why, you know, we wouldn't have rescued her even if we'd have gotten the transmissions and stuff like that, because we would have alerted the Japanese that we would have known their, um, known their codes. Yeah. Before Pearl Harbor, right. which mm-hmm. means that people would have known that we would have known that that could have knew, done something or whatever. Yeah. Right? We knew they were coming before Pearl Harbor, but right. FDR wanted a reason to get in the war. Yep. He just had no idea that they'd sink a battleship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, so there's, I mean, every, I mean, my speaking of conspiracy theory, my fourth grade teacher told us that story. I remember she's, you know, she's like, who wants to stay in a recess and hear about how FDR knew about <laughs> Pearl Harbor? What? Yeah. You? <laughs> right. I'm like, I didn't even like that teacher. And I was like, I want to hear about how FDR knew about Pearl Harbor. Yeah, and yeah. she goes into a whole thing for, I mean, her husband, like John Birch society member or whatever, like, um, yeah, like the full, I mean the full deal. And Did so, anyone else stay for that? Did like half, class? half, half the class stood for it. What? Like, yeah. They were like, what? See, I mean, yeah. I mean, right, it's, it's interesting. You know what I mean? It's, it uh, there's a lot of interesting things in the world. And that's what's cool about doing this podcast as well, because just like conspiracy theorists or con- conspiracy theories, you yeah. know, a lot of the things that we are into with the paranormal and everything else is a lot of theories and things, you know. And what's cool about it is, uh, and we've had it, we always talk about this on here, but, you know, what's cool about it is, is that there's more there's more out there than what we know. I would, I said this on our last podcast, we actually had uh, Tobias on. Um, he came on and. Um, Who? Tobias Whalen. Tobias Whalen. Oh, sure. From uh, the uh, yeah, no, we don't. 14 Society. Yeah, he yeah, just, he was on our he last live, he, he used to live in Madison. So we Yeah, know. he's awesome, man. Um, he was on our last episode and we talked about it, you know. I would hate to go through life thinking there's nothing else there. That right. you just live this life. And whatever either shit hand you get or good hand you get, that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, a, a, as a person of science myself, I love, like, it's great that we have formulas we can put things through and we can predict, you know, okay, we can predict yeah. flight paths and, like, there's amazing things right. we can do. But there's, like, also there are things that we can't predict. And there are things that we don't know why they happen. And I, I, I think, like, what a boring and, world it would be if, if everything was like calculatable or predictable. Like, yeah. And Wendy's a mechanical engineer, so she knows formulas oh, and shit. Oh, nice. <laughs> I know formulas. Yeah, formulas and shit. That should be a yeah. shirt. Formulas, formulas and shit. shit. It's true. <laughs> I mean, she goes through in her drawings and stuff like that. I, I look at it like, year I'm taking her a shirt. Is that a hieroglyphic to me? A hieroglyphic to me. But, you know, but I, I think. true. That, it is, and and but I, okay. But to speak from the different perspective, now I'm not an atheist. I've never really been an atheist. Um, 
But I think their idea is that don't look elsewhere for help because it's yes. not coming. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that you think you got like Richard Dawkins. I mean, how do you know, you know, how do you know when you meet an atheist, a vegan or a CrossFitter? <laughs> they tell you about it. Right. You know, you like, <laughs> don't worry about stop it. telling you about don't it. Don't worry. You'll they know. Won't stop talking about it. Right. Exactly. Right. Of course. Of course. No, I'm a, I, you I know, CrossFit um, for a little while. Yeah, it's, it's fine. And I you did your time. <laughs> right. I was a runner. I mean, I was a marathon runner too. Right. And that's all I talked about. It's like, oh God, how many people that's did the, I bore to death? Well, that's I'm because a you spend half of your life running. When you're, that's why I talk about masturbation all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a stroker. Master debater. Stroker. I'm a stroker. <laughs> right. Like, like another, another great Wisconsin alumni. Um, uh, oh shit. I can't think of it. I want to know where you're going with this. <laughs> no. I, I, the mid, midnight stroker. I'm a joker. I'm a smoker. Yeah, I'm a midnight stroker. Steve Miller. Like another great Wisconsin alumni, Steve Miller. He's from yeah. Texas, but he went to school at the University of Wisconsin. I was like, is there nice. some Olymp- Olympic sport I don't know about? <laughs> oh, yeah. It should be. It should be. It should be. Once they, once they let the skateboarders and the snowboarders in, you knew jerking off was coming next. <laughs> go for go. Go for go. Right. I think we have a contender right here. George Carlin said, uh, <laughs> "When uh, when roller fucking becomes an Olympic sport and oh fi- or becomes an Olympic event, then fine, baseball can be a sport or something." <laughs> oh man, I um, love Carlin. That's great. You know, but that idea though, there is something to that because I think that in in the paranormal, it's the exploration. When you think about guys like William James. Um, and, and the original people who were doing the psychical research in the late 1900s, like it was science. It was taking Wendy's equations and formulas and stuff and oh, trying, yeah. to, trying to apply them um, to the field of the supernatural. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, that's what an EMF meter is, right? That's what the EVPs are. That's everything. Right. And I think we're discovering that that's, we've been on a ghost hunt and you get, you know, some EVPs or whatever you're like, that, that's great. But nobody's gonna like nobody's gonna mistake that farting sound that you got for an EVP for their grandfather. I mean, that's a reach. That is well, a reach. Like, grandpa used to fart just like that. I can't even smell it. I even remember oh what they gosh. smelled like. Well, yeah. I mean, you talk you got, about you, that. You just, just got to be real. That I mean, you just, you just gotta bring it a healthy skepticism. No, Wendy, yeah. what you you wanted to come in there? Yeah. Well, no, it's true. It's true because I feel like the the He's wondering, the, the wondering about and the, the having these late night discussions about the things that we don't have answers to, is what helps us progress as human beings. You know, I mean, there was a time when like we didn't have microscopes and we couldn't see bacteria, and we just thought like, uh oh, the devil made me yeah, yeah, die yeah, yeah. because you know, and it's like the questioning and the wondering and the thinking like, what is this force? There's something, there's a force that's making us sick that we don't understand. And like, well, isn't that what happened with the witch trials? Part of that was that the food they were eating was getting molded and spoiled. And they thought it was, uh, witchcraft or something, but it was really just, uh, that seed that time that year, a certain kind of humidity or pollen or something was up. No, I'm just like, it's, it's uh, when I think about the witch trials, I just get like, Cause it's just so like tragic, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's an what, it's like you said, they, yeah. it, Oh, the devil did it. But really it was just right. the fact that that year it was super humid or whatever. And, uh, the, you know, bread and everything that they were making was 
getting fermented, fermented yeah. and stuff. So everyone was seeing things and this and that, and they were trying to blame it on the devil. They didn't understand. They just didn't you know? understand what was going on. I mean, uh, have you guys ever been to Salem? I have not. I have okay. not. I have not. My but, wife took me for our anniversary one year. Oh, cool. Again, my wife, who was not into she this stuff. She does. I was going to say, what's she doing? What's she doing this weekend? Uh, (laughs) Not him. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. Oh, what a ball buster over there. I'll uh, I'll clean up the blood here in a minute. Um, But but anyway, it's funny. So we spent a week there, you know, and of course I'm always, I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I can't believe I'm here. I got to see everything. That's and amazing. like two days into it, I had seen everything and I had heard the exact <laughs> same story 27 times. And I was Why like, is, yeah, but I don't but like, about, I don't like people talking about, there. I don't like people talking about Salem as a center of witchcraft. And this is what kind of annoys me about them leaning into it is that the whole point was that they weren't fucking witches. Right. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. But he was just saying the point, like the being there. Yeah. You were, you were and, saying. And that's, that's what I'm saying is, is you know, once, once you're there and you really, you know, because I knew that going into it, I'd done some research on it. The shit that they did in Europe was ungodly worse than what happened in Salem. But we don't talk about that. Right. You know, all we want to talk about is what happened in Salem when they killed 21 people, you know? Well, you know, we did a song about that this summer, Witchfinder Gen- or last summer, Witchfinder General. You can find that on our YouTube uh, Sunspot Witchfinder General. Check um, it out. There you go. And that, you know, that idea. But, you know, we can, I used to think that the people that lived the Salem Witch Trials were fucking barbarians. Yeah, oh, I used yeah. to be like, those, Absolutely. you know, those people are barbarians. They're stupid. All those kind of things. And then... I log on to Twitter and you realize that, you know, yes. four, 400 years later or not, 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 like 300, whatever, 1692 to yeah. 2022. So, you yeah. know, 330 yeah. years later, people have not changed that much. Oh, no, no, no. They changed. They're worse now. Right. You, I know. You, Isn't that well, you, crazy? You, you find something you want to hate. You find another tribe that every, everyone in that other tribe uh-huh. is bad and that you cannot agree with anything in that other tribe. And then you take them down. Right. Yeah. See, we just talked about this because, you know, um, I have my own beliefs. JT has his own separate beliefs on certain things. Neither but, one of us are right. But guess what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But guess what? We're still best friends. Yeah. That's cool. We can yeah, still be yeah. friends. Um, I have my own private stuff, and I don't put it out here. When I talk to people, I don't push anything on nobody. And I'm not going to hate you just because you believe something. Now, aside, the only thing that will make me hate you is if you're diddling kids. Or oh, Jesus Christ, like that. What? Hey, like, let's, yep. I think hey. let's all agree on that real quick. Hey, you would be surprised. I'm telling oh, you, God. that's yeah. my thing. There's people out here and that's the, that's the only thing that would make me not be able to talk to you. Yeah. I don't care whatever your religious beliefs, whatever your political beliefs, whatever, do your own thing. If we can have a cool conversation, awesome. Let's do yeah. that. You know, yeah. there's no reason. It's crazy because um, a lot of the people that I've met have a lot of different beliefs on me than politically and things like that. But we're still friends, yeah. and Absolutely. we still talk. You know, because we're in the same thing here. It's well, it's that something that different. also. I mean, that's also the the idea. I think of the, the the big picture discussions. What's fun about the paranormal? The big picture discussions, and I think that's what it, it attracted. Uh, Wendy and I to want to work on songs about it, to want to participate in these things, to want to. 
to really enjoy. Like when we just spent four days at the, you know, the Michigan paranormal convention and drove seven hours to get there. Yeah. And we did get that. I mean, we played all night at the casino, both nights and had a great time. <laughs> we did the rock, you know, party, but it also it was like all of the best things in one place, like yeah. you know, rock and roll, paranormal, gambling, <laughs> gambling, drinking. Like we had just had a great time. Plus cannabis is legal. So anybody can party. Oh, oh yeah. Right. It's a, it's all there in the, in the, in the UP baby. But the <laughs> thing is, hat. <laughs> right. All right. It's, it's, it's a pretty hat. Um, <laughs> but the, you know, it's like you're there and you're talking to people. It's not just small talk. I mean, you, you do, you do do a bunch of small talk, but you jump into big questions. It's much easier to jump into those questions right away. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's some cult of celebrity around the whole thing and you see some people it's like, I like them cause they're on TV or something. But then there, a lot of times you get down to it and you're talking to people about things that really matter, things that we can't understand, things that we're trying to understand. And it's that way of you're having a conversation with someone and humans are social. And one of the powerful things about um, humans being social is that um, we, we use interactions with other people and how they react to us and everything to get closer to maybe truth, the way we should act uh, and, and all of those. And so the beauty about that, that social aspect of being human, whether it's music, whether it's conversation, whether it's everything, is that you can get closer to some kind of universal truth together by yes. working in, in a way to whittle away at the bullshit to get to the core of it. Yeah. Then you can't, then you can't alone. And um, that, I think that's w when you refuse to talk to someone because they didn't vote for the same person that I did, or because they come from a different tribe or because they're white trash or some shit like that. Yeah. 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 That, you lose that aspect of using other humans to make yourself better. And right. that's the Salem witch trial. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 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 You know, and you know, you talk about that, uh, that thing. It, it was really funny whenever we went to the uh, haunted America conference, you know, we're walking through there and it's like, man, we are just as fucking weird as everybody else in here. You know, <laughs> that's I mean, our first conference that we've ever gone. I through. love it. Like, that's and, awesome. And it's cool that, that we have that community where we can, you know, I, I can just walk up to you and start talking about the weirdest shit and we're going to carry on a conversation about it. You know, yes. if I tried that, it, the fucking huddle house down the street. Right. They're going to kick me out of there. You know? Well, I don't know about huddle house. Huddle house probably let you stay. You know, but if. They'll let you stay and take a pay off your old tab. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I have to know, is that a bar or is that like a gym? No, it's like Waffle House. It's like Waffle House. We always joke. We always joke when we drive through, you know, the South and see all the Waffle Houses. Yeah. How the. How the. The the is not always all the letters are never there. Yeah. So it's right, like right. it's awful. like you know it's all if it's three o'clock in the morning, it's three o'clock in the morning, we need to eat after a show, we'll be like, Hey, you guys want to go to the Apple Hose? Yeah, the Apple Hose. <laughs> that's the name. Hose. <laughs> but yeah. that's all the lights we can see. But they're yeah. so good. Yeah, but yeah, I mean they're you know, great in the middle of the night. I love that place. I can't it's tell fun. you how many times I've been somewhere, you know. I, anywhere you know somebody will come in and they'll be like oh hey you know how's the weather let's talk about the president and all this right. stuff and i'm like yeah okay yeah whatever and but the minute they mention something spiritual or a ghost or what it's a it's a fucking three-hour conversation you know i mean it just it, it amazes me and that was that was one of the things that was really cool about being at that conference was 
the people that we talked to, you know, guys like you. I mean, you know, it was just we all had the same agenda, I guess, you know. Yeah. It, openness, I think, is the, is really like sure, the key. Sure, we were we were hoping to sell CD. We were hoping to sell CDs, and everybody else was looking to sell books. Like yeah, I know yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> we weren't selling shit. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I just, as a matter no, of fact. you know that is that is a thing. I mean, there's it's it's that it's trying to winnow down to the truth. It makes a lot of fun, and sometimes it's emotional truth, like it's a song. So, you know, when Wendy and I were working on the music from the podcasts and stuff like that, and now the we're working on a new album. Um, that's our, that's our next project. It's, um, it's, it's trying to find an emotional truth that will connect with people. And yeah. some people can do that through like a party song, like Bruno Mars or something. Some people can do that through like death metal. You know, people listen to that. They're like, and it's like, okay, this guy speaks to me. It's like, I don't know what he's saying, yeah. but he speaks to me. And, yeah. and, and they find that emotional truth in the pain of the music or in the dissonance of the chords in all those kind of things. And so we try to find that emotional truth through sometimes uh, you know, paranormal topics. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, we have a song called mystery about how, you know, um, you're never going to know it all, but if you act like you do, then you're not going to know anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Never be afraid to learn. I learn every time I talk to someone, every time I talk to, that's one thing why we bring people on the well, podcast. Except when he talks to me. Yeah. I don't learn <laughs> shit from this guy, but uh, no, like when you bring people on the podcast, um, it's kind of selfish really. Um, because we, you know, we say selfish. We like to promote everybody. We co-promote anybody and stuff, you know? Um, but really we like to learn and we like yeah. to talk to people. Um, who have yeah, an open? I like to hear people's stories. Who have an open you mindset, know, and, you know. You know, uh, it's kind of hard to. Um, it's kind of hard to talk to someone when they can't get past, like what's on what's what's trending on Twitter uh, or yeah. any of this shit like that, you know. Yeah. And what's hard for what's hard for me is that I have very strong beliefs, but I keep them on my private stuff, um, mm -hmm. and I don't push them on people. I believe my own way about that shit all the time. You live your own way. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but, uh, you do your thing. I do mine thing. But what I really like to do is talk about how like, um, everyone's connected. Humans are all connected. It's yeah. Sure. You know, cause you, when you feel something, you know, when everyone's, if someone sees a, a little dog that got hit on the road or something, it upsets you or it bothers yeah. you. If you're, if you have a the right, if your brain's working, yeah, right. unless you're a fucking sociopath, exactly, like, exactly. But that's the rare exception. Yeah, you know, um, one, but, isn't it one out of twenty five? Like that, somebody wrote a book called The Sociopath next yeah, to it. Said one out of twenty five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yes. that's what they say. They said get a right. room, of, get a room of a uh, of a hundred people. There's going to be at least twenty oh, assholes God, in the room. Oh God, no! Right, four <laughs> sociopaths. But the good news for you guys is I'm your one. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Mike. I'm the asshole. Nice. So the next, the next 22 people we meet are going to be, you know, like, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be good. We're good. But no, you know, something I was thinking about um, when you guys are talking about uh, on the paranormal aspect, and I've been thinking about this for a while now because we had phantom science on here. They were at the conference as well. Um, okay. We had them on and we were talking to them and they make equipment, you know, to oh, yeah. do paranormal investigations and things like that. Um, so I was thinking, a lot of the things like EVPs and all this are all based off of energy waves and, you know, 
your brain is constantly putting out huge amounts of electronic energy. I mean, your brain is basically a giant supercomputer, really. I mean, small, but it's, yeah. there's a lot in there. You more know? powerful than any computer you know, we know of here. I was going to say, I was gonna say I've, met a few, I've, met, I've met a few supercomputers, and I've met a few Commodore 64s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, it, it makes me. Um, I just called us Commodore 64. Yeah, I'm definitely a 64. No, <laughs> no I would, I mean, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Guys, you guys are it, definitely. Wait until we hit the not record button. You guys uh, are definitely 486s. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Good possibility. Maybe. Um, but no, you know, um, that, I think that's why the human beings, A, I think we're all connected on a level anyway, no matter what. And so once you, I'm, I'm a dimensional person, so I believe there's different dimensions, uppers and lowers, and there's mm. higher level, higher frequency beings and lower frequency beings. And how you are, you're going to level up or you're going to level down when you pass away, you know. But uh, I think that's why we can connect and we always talk about how most paranormal things are personal. You know, they're personal. Um, yep. Sorry, guys, we got another warning thing. But, sure. uh, <laughs> but um, most things are personal, personal uh, experiences. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, I think that humans alone are just putting off enough energy to be able to, to, to grab that and feel it and hear it and see it when other things can't because there's so much just coming out of your brain. Sure. That, that makes perfect sense. I, I was thinking too, like, you know, before when you were talking about the, like the making the connection and how mm -hmm. important it feels, you know, when, when you're able to talk to somebody and like to actually connect and be able to discuss these things, like at the conventions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like, I feel like the older I get, the more important it is. And yet the harder it is to yes. do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, harder to, it's difficult to meet people and it's, it's, even more difficult to like find people that you can immediately dive into a conversation. That's like, so, so what do you think what the you whole think? meaning of this all is? You know, like, yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm with you there with, and especially the energy thing. I, I, I totally agree that it's like, we're all kind of sending out signals and we're all receiving all the signals and yeah. Well, I feel like science has proven, um, an actual, not like fucking, uh, you know, Doctor Bunsen Honeydew or whatever. I feel like science. <laughs> I feel like science has proven um, at least some kind of non-local communication. Yes. Yeah. In with with the Gonsfeld, especially in Europe, um, with to be able to send them. I mean, statistically, the kind the kind of stuff that the kind of stuff you see on the news, the kind of the same statistics you see on the news when they say too much fat for your heart valves yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah. kind of thing has been used to show that people can communicate with each other if they are in a sensory deprivation environment um, over chance. Yeah. And so when you say we're sending energy, okay, we don't know what that energy is. We don't know, you know, if it's electrical, if it's whatever it is, but we can pick up on what somebody else is sending um, as long as we can make the rest of the world go away. So yes. if you make the rest of the world go away, there is still something that receives and still something that sends to each other. Yeah. You know, we're not just social in the way that it was an, uh, an evolutionary <laughs> advantage so that we could take on the saber-toothed tiger. We are social in a way that 
we can communicate. I mean, you have the nonverbal stuff. How many times you looked at somebody and you know exactly what they're thinking. And it's just a look. It's not even a, not even a wink, not even a thing. It's just, you know, you get or it. Or even like, a feeling know. like a, mm-hmm. an instinct. Vibes. Right. I mean, you yeah. get that. You get that off people. Yeah. Totally. Well, you know, and, and this sounds crude or whatever, but I think the most basic example that I can think of that I think is paranormal in a way is that when women live together. Jeez. Yes. Like, it sounds silly, right? Talking about but, the matching up? <laughs> yeah, the matching. Like, how else? How else is that possible? It, unless it's some kind of our bodies are well, meant to she's sync. She's looking at us like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, our bodies about? are meant to sync to each other. Like, to me, I literally just heard this on another podcast. But it's actually scientifically. It's yeah, go ahead. They figured it out? If I may. No. Please. It's, just, it's more of the moon, the phases, the, the moon cycle. Because, yeah, like, 80% of you know, women or, or I don't know what the percentage is. I just made that up 80%, but it's a majority of women cycle at the same time. And it's during the various phases of the moon. And there's theories about whether that was because, you know, there's more light during the full moon. So that's when people are boom, chicka, wow, wow. Yeah. Or, you know, that type of thing. Like when fertility is higher. By yourself. <laughs> right. But, you know, <laughs> but no, um, I'm glad I brought that. I'm glad I brought this up, Went, because now I feel like my thing's debunked. Because that to me always felt like people living together start just. It's well, it's more than just mental. It's more than just. It's a thing that our bodies react to each other. Well, you know, you're right. Actually, there's a there's a a doctor. I was listening to this podcast, and there's a doctor on there. She's talking about that. She said that um, when women live together like that the reason why they do why it ends up happening like that is something in the body um you're always um competing for uh when it comes to breeding and re you know things like that um so the quicker they are at the same time the easier it is for them to compete it's it's so weird the way they were explaining it it made sense sure it's like animal kingdom shit yes there. it's the what? same thing it's the same thing we're animals that's all we are we're mating we're animals, you know <laughs> It just yeah. okay. Well, I, I guess my idea of it being something psychic is totally fucking bullshit. Well, I know, so, but I mean, it could be also a tribal thing where it's you know the tri- like everybody's like trying to be fertile at the same time because they're you know. Sure. I'm telling you right now. When, when the men come house, back I'm from the hunt, up my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I get really pissed no. off. My wife's pissed off. So that must I mean, be. I mean, that's part. Of, that's part of being human. I mean, the, but the real thing is, if we're talking about non-local communication. Yeah. And that we have something completely inexplicable. It is this idea that you can think something and someone else can yeah. receive it. Right. And yeah. it doesn't seem to matter where they are. Um, and in, in, the, in the world, it has nothing to do with distance. It's got nothing with, with, and if it has nothing to do with distance, that means that it can't be physical. Because right. anything with di- it'd be like, well, the closer you are, the better it's going to work, right? Mm. Well, the close it does, they they show that the, the closer you are, that doesn't matter. They can be yeah, because I've been trying to get him to shut the fuck up forever <laughs> in my head, and he just ain't catching it. <laughs> he was just trying to say something, Gerald. Yeah. You were going to well, say? No, I was just going to say, isn't that kind of the basis of the Estes Project? Yeah. Yes. It, Have it's, you guys I, heard about that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. We did that. We did the Estes method for um, when we when we shot a video for another thing you can find on our YouTube. I don't want to be a ghost. <laughs> nice. Shot yeah. at the Maxwell Mansion in Lake Geneva, a very haunted place that's also featured on the American Ghost Walks Lake Geneva tour. Yeah. And um, we spent, you know, 16 hours there shooting a video and did an investigation. 
and uh, had some people telling ghost stories and things. What was that and, mirror thing we did, Mike? Uh, the psychomantium. psychomantium. Yeah, Mike and I tried to do the psychomantium. Five o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah, yeah. after after working all. I mean, after you know working on the video <laughs> oh. I it all day. It's just Wendy and I at oh. the end of the night, five o'clock in the morning, in the pitch I, dark, just, just staring, staring at a mirror. into a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing appeared. I but recommend it. I, I recommend everyone try that at some point in your life. It's, it, it, I've it's, done that it, a time or two. <laughs> it causes. It, it affects the time. Your perception of time. Yeah. It's crazy. It's weird. Yeah. Wow. Well, the psychomantium is something interesting because it's really it was really developed as a way to deal with grief. Yeah. And 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 people, it was developed as as a psychological um, kind of uh, as a psychological treatment for people that experienced. Uh, a recent death of a loved one. And then people started saying that the person appeared yeah. and they would see the person appear and then they would feel better. Yeah. And so it, it turned into like a, like a, a psych treatment. And I think, you know, they developed it. I mean, Raymond Moody, the guy that gave us the whole idea about the uh, near death experience and his book, life after life. Um, it was his, I mean, he was a doctor. He's not just some jackass or whatever. Um, and there's a lot of people in the paranormal that also put doctor before their names and they are just jackasses. Um, but he developed, uh, you know, this kind of thing to help people through, um, you know, losing someone very important to you. Yeah. And yeah. the psychomantium but is now being used for uh, trying to contact spirits and not just trying to make yourself feel better after you lose somebody really right. important. And in our case, instead of therapy, it caused more trauma. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Because we just want to go to bed. Man. But it's it, so that thing is where you, you it's in, in the dark. You have it's a, you try to make it pitch black, and then you have a small like you have a little light there, so you can see something from the mirror. But you can't really see anything behind you. And the idea is you stare at the mirror for a long time, and uh, people start seeing things. So we were yeah, just talking right, about yeah, the psychomantium, right. and, and people usually put candles in front of the psychomantium to create that kind of light and then i look in to check on my daughter uh, my you know four-year-old daughter and she's sleeping peacefully and she's got three little elect electric votive candles uh, uh, next to her and, and a mirror just, next to her mirror. And, a mirror and a mirror she's oh, staring nice. into right and i'm like okay we're doing the psychomantium at four <laughs> nice. no i just Truly was cute, her, her the, father's daughter Right, it's the cutest thing in the world. Well, I did drag her underground into the catacombs uh, when we went to New York oh, that's uh, awesome. last time. Nice. And we went, not, not the Paris catacombs. That's more of a, uh, yeah. an ossuary because it's a collection yeah. of bones. Yeah. And it's, mm -hmm. I mean, I've been there too. It's amazing. But um, that, that actually is a catacombs underneath the church. And it's like the first Irish church in New York. Gotcha. Uh, like Martin Scorsese. It, it eventually became Little Italy. Martin Scorsese grew up across the street there's a scene for mean streets that they shot in the church and they have a whole bunch of cool ghost stories and everything like that so we we went on cool. a tour of it and got to go down to the catacombs we went there last month right i mean right after haunted america and wow. i didn't know how she'd be able to handle it because it's dark and shit like that and there's weird catholic imagery and, we're, and i grew up catholic so i know they got a guy hanging with bloody hands from the wall it's gonna freak you out a little bit oh yeah um and uh she took it like a champ that's awesome so, that's great. Yeah, see, I got I got a four year old son. I got a four year old and eight year old. Uh, but my four year both my boys are like me too. They love horror movies. Like yeah. my my oldest for his fourth birthday went at Annabelle Creation when it first came out. That's what he got for his fourth birthday. The DVD. Wow. Uh, 
So, but they're both like yeah, I was. I was definitely four years old. I mean, I cried over fucking Night of the Living Dead, <laughs> Annabelle Creation. They would have had to. No. They would have had to send me to a different school. They would have had to send me away, like boarding <laughs> school wish, or some shit. I wish I could send you the video. I got a video of my son, uh, my oldest, when he was probably six, and he's crying at me because I won't let him watch uh, Halloween. Oh, I showed him. He's like, oh, he's like, I want to watch Michael Myers, and I'm like, it was pitiful. Awesome. <laughs> I remember, I, I, I remember. Ryan, I'm like, you're a and you probably dude. relate to him. In, yeah, in oh, college, yeah. so I went to, I went to, to um, I was a film major in college, and we had a whole, like we're talking about the, the slashers. Mm-hmm. And so we watched Halloween. We get to watch it on the big screen as part of a screening, and you could bring friends and stuff. So I remember I took a girl as a date to yes. see Halloween, and this was like you know one of the first couple of dates we went on. And she's like, "Well, this is an interesting choice," and I'm like, "All right." She still made out with me at the end of that date. Nice, so well, well, nice. 100%. Well, yeah. Well, that's because she saw people. <laughs> no, that wasn't a grand. That wasn't a slam dunk, guys. It was taking a chick to Halloween and talking about film stuff, like. <laughs> It's not like I was sitting there talking about being the captain of the varsity team. Well, yeah, technically, yeah. though, the, um, science well, lady, Wendy here, tell us this, if this but, is true. The same endorphins, the same endorphins when women get scared are the same ones when they, you know, it's the same mental thing in the brain that that's why they get excited. I cannot she, confirm nor deny this. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. She's not a, she's not a, that's I'm good. Not I, an I, endocrinologist. I, I didn't study uh, a med- medical uh, <laughs> practice. I, no, I just I, I can uh, see it now. That girl was probably yeah. like, come on, Mike, show me your big camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not. Show me that zoom lens. <laughs> <laughs> show me your microphone. It's more like, show me your spy camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so, so I got something. Something weird here because we haven't really talked about it. Um, <laughs> we we've been plenty fucking weird, dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> what did we miss? Well, this this isn't weird. It's just kind of strange that we haven't talked about this yet. What got you guys into paranormal? Hmm. Or did we talk uh, about? We talked about movies. We talked about movies. Movies. About yeah, we talked about movies. But what got you interested in the paranormal? The chasing ghosts and spirits and the and origin story. Huh? We'll let Wendy go first. Origin story. Yes, there please you go. do. We'll let Wendy yeah. go first. Well, I mean, so Mike and I actually met um, our freshman year in college because we we met through our other bandmate Ben, who I had met in high school. We were in the like the youth symphony orchestra together. Right on. So like the first week of school, running to each other, and then he's like, "Hey, you gotta meet my roommates, my bandmates." So that's when I met Mike. And He's then, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then I meet Mike, and I, I come to find out that we have a common interest in that we both love listening to Art Bell on Coast oh, to Coast wow. AM. Nice. And um, and so I guess we could go further back, but our story together as paranormal, you know, whatever you want to call it, yeah, groupies, <laughs> adventurers. Um, yes, begins there because so our freshman year in college. Immediately, we're like, okay, we have this in common. Let's talk about it. And we're talking about Art Bell and, like, you know, ghost to co- – he would have his ghost to ghost night where everybody yeah. just had to call in yeah. and tell ghost stories. And yeah. so we were talking about that, and we are talking about aliens and just freaking each other out. And that was, like, kind of the beginning of the rapport that Mike and I had as friends that we've maintained and through, grown through all these years. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're all musicians. 
it's a long story, but eventually I ended up playing some music with Mike and Ben and um, playing some rock music and we all headed off and, and the band started playing more and more and more out of state. And, you know, as Mike mentioned before, a lot of the places that we played at a lot of, a lot of, let's just call them like small to mid range venues. Yeah. Um, not, not shitholes or anything. Yeah, but, not, not, we don't call them dive bars. We don't call we them shitholes. Yeah. But a lot of those Even places though I did are... play in a place called Hole in the Wall, yeah, and I literally man. stood in a hole in a wall playing. <laughs> All right. I hope they pay extra for the what advertising. You, he slaps he slaps at a bass. He slaps uh, at I'm a bass. bass player. I I'm sorry. I play for a band called <laughs> Lunatic. Um we're uh hardcore heavy metal. Our uh, intro music not. is their stuff. Yeah, the music that you hear on the intro of our podcast is is lunatic okay so um, you're well aware that yeah. these these, oh, yeah. these dive bar slash shitholes oh, yeah. um, often very often happen to happen to be located in in very old historical lo- like you know locations oh, yeah. that no one oh, else yeah. wants for anything else because they're old right and so as we're touring and we're like ooh, this is yeah. a spooky yeah. old building this let's, place let's is fucking haunted it. and it kills people yeah. let's book a band <laughs> exactly <laughs> And you get to know the bartenders and the sound guy, and they're like, and you know that they're the last ones there. So you just say like, hey, yeah, you ever see anything weird here? And so as a bank, you know, story. I see right. a guy sniffing cocaine a, out of it. <laughs> I want, I want to know a story, right. please. Yeah, and not, not that just kind of story. not just the usual drugs and sex story. Like those are great too, but like we expect those. Oh like yeah, ghost stories fun. It's like, oh yeah, man, there was like. We did like a bunch of rails. Everybody was high as balls. Okay, that was Tuesday. Let's yeah. talk about a ghost story. Well, yeah, yeah. So I that, thought I saw a ghost that night. <laughs> right, exactly. And then just like learning the ghost stories in different places we went to, and we talk about it as I mentioned before in the van. And then we even had some of our own little weird paranormal experiences. There may have been people touched on stage. <laughs> oh yeah, by oh. unseen hands. It's awesome. Just, so yeah. it's all kind of just. It, it just fit perfectly. And then with our songs, we like to adventure and like, you know, experiment with different things that are like, it gets boring after a while, just writing about the common topics. Oh yeah. Else does, For so. sure. Well, I, I think that's you why too, like we, we talked about the violin earlier. Um, yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons that, you know, we brought in the more Wendy playing the violin. I mean, cause we were playing just bass drums and guitar yeah. for like 15 years. Like really yeah. for a long time, just bass. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, Wade's well, also a great violinist. So let's do nice. that. And Ben's a very good uh, p- pianist. And so let's add in there. And I'm just a fucking bass player. So let's, you know. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you hey, also I tell did, you what, you were railing on that guitar when we saw you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I yes. keep working on the acoustic. Yeah. And let's not forget, you also, uh, you know, kind of like do the lead vocals, like right, the that's a, signature sound of a band. So. That's true. That's That's part of it. Yeah. But it, it was it was bringing those new things in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do you know, uh, none of that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you got I, ears. You listen. He knows how to listen to music. It's, I listen to the shit out of music. I mean, no, it's weird that, though. We, it's, we're nothing. It, it's hey, funny. Just think about it like this: you listen to music better than I play it. That's for sure. So, but uh, no, no. I. Uh, it's funny because my wife often she always tells me, she's like, "How is it that you know?" Every fucking song there is that was ever made. Because, like, it's, it's weird. I had this weird thing talking about, like, 
but I really love music. Um, I feel it. That's why I talk to I can say I can yeah We're with yeah. you brother yeah well it's weird. I can say I can sing somewhat but I can't because I get into music and I feel songs certain songs I would never be able to sing because I couldn't I just get I mean I it is what it is I get choked up on some things and I can't you know as much as I love them uh so my wife's like how do you know everything like every song comes on the radio or even something she'll put on she's like how do you even know this this came out like right. in whatever and I'm like I don't I just I hear it, and I then I know uh, it. That's because music's and, a feeling, man. I, you know, it's like yeah. I can remember every freaking lyric and phrase to an Iron Maiden song from thirty years ago, <laughs> but I can't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. Yes, yeah. right. You yes. know, that's because Iron Maiden's fucking sweet and eggs Fuck are boring. Yeah. Bruce Dickinson's the fucking man. Fuck yeah, <laughs> the man. Yeah. Um. But anyway, back to what we were it, saying. It, no, no, but that thing though, like that, that getting choked up on stage and that and the emotion, the music. You know, I think that's why a lot of these we talk about these places are haunted. Um, are they haunted by the spirits of musicians that came before? I don't know. Do I want to go haunt every shithole I played? Probably not. No, but um, I don't like know. I'm getting for a beer. <laughs> but but Mike, you can't you can't like yeah, it might be fun. You can't deny that like when you're at a place like. Um, Oh, now I'm trying to think of an example. And I'm Danny like, shitbox. <laughs> like, no, but the, like, the, I, know, like, I know it. Like when, we, <laughs> when we played at, like, say, just for example, you know, um, I don't know, That's Shank it. Hall or something like that in Milwaukee, like a place where a lot of other bands that you respect and know have performed and you know that there's been big crowds there and you're like, you can't help but just feel that energy and you're like, this is a like this is an altar, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like oh, we're, yes, we're that, here to Wendy. That's a thousand percent yeah. right. That because the concert can be akin to a religious experience, an ext- ecstatic oh, experience is what you would call it. Um, Excuse me. I mean, you're doing something and you're playing, and and, and the location is just as important. And the history, like yeah. we never got to play at CBGB, unfortunately. Right. But yeah. I can only imagine what it would would have felt like to be on that stage. Oh, you know, just right. knowing. Killer. How many of our idols, like, yeah. The one date we were offered at CBGB's was, like, Easter, and, like, we were coming there the next week. And so, uh, like, oh, the next week's booked. I'm like, fuck. And then, like, then it was clo- – then, you know, then it closed down. Um, but it, it's those kind of places that, like, yeah. the, yes, the place is something and the people are something, and it all comes together, that the, the sum is greater than its parts. And so I guess that's what we were going to. We were talking about – um, human interaction, and even we were talking about the moon and all that. Like all that stuff together is that means people together can create something more than people alone. Yes. And sometimes there's a feeling that we can't explain that the energy level comes up, and all of a sudden that's paranormal because it's like we're having communication that mm. no, has nothing to do with the physical aspect. It is a spiritual communication and that that often happens i mean you talk about getting choked up music i've cried on stage when like sometimes we're really kicking ass and the song's beautiful and it's going really well and everything's perfect and then all of a sudden you're like fuck it's great you don't cry like oh my god ah!" you just you know you you just welt up you get get a tear in your eye because you're really doing it and you feel the momentum of everybody and everything together and you're like well this is the this is the one of the best experiences that i can ask for yeah. And that in itself is, uh, 
I don't know if it's supernatural, but it's definitely something special for and, sure. Yeah, something, it's, 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 an ele, it's yeah. an elevated human experience. Yeah. And sure, you might be able to get that with ecstasy. You might be able to get that with ayahuasca. You might be able to take the shortcut, right? But yeah. the thing is that the shortcuts exist, but then there's the the thing where they happen spontaneously and special. And that's what makes it exciting. It's those yeah. nights where your buddy comes into town on Tuesday and you have the greatest night of your life. And you're like, I never thought that would happen on Tuesday. And then you try to have a big night on a Friday sometime and it sucks. sucks and, you're like, yeah. and you're like, okay, it's, it's those things that we didn't expect that we came into with zero expectations or we, you know, and then all of a sudden our consciousness was elevated. And that sounds like some hippity dippity, mm-hmm. you know, past the no. fucking doobie from coast to coast or whatever thing <laughs> kind of thing to say. Which but, isn't a bad idea, but go ahead. <laughs> no, but it, you know, when, when you, it's hard, to, it's hard to not use the hippie terms, the consciousness or the, you know, the, yeah. like the psychic medium terms like, oh yeah, it's, it's hard not to use it like, cause it feels like your consciousness is elevated. I'm vibing with you, man. Right. I'm vibing with you. you. You know what I mean, man. Well, you know, it's, We're and it's zone. like, it's like you said, you know, you have a, you have a, a little girl, you said, right? A four year old. Uh-huh. It's like when you're a kid, you know? your kid just says something to you or comes up and jumps up and gives you a hug out of nowhere. It's a big feeling, you know, right. it's a big feeling that, um, there's a, there's, there's a connection there, man. It's so weird. Cause I, well, is people it, tell is me it all hormones, you know, you, you ask the question is like, that's where are, I was going to go. People are we feeling me, things? Oh, well, it, it's, it's just, uh, something because of this. I'm like, man, or they tell me, oh, there's nothing. There's no reason. Every, we live in a simulation. There's nothing here. Um, your kids we mean nothing. Fucking, we live in a simulation. Shut the fuck up. Well, that's why I say I'm like, look, man, I can't. Elon I can Musk. honestly tell you. I can honestly tell you that the love that I have for my kids, there's no way that that's not for a reason. Like, it's beyond anything that there is. Yeah. Well, think about it like this. So, okay, maybe it is just hormones. Maybe it is, you know, so let's say Richard Dawkins is right and it's all bullshit. And, and, you know, so maybe it is just hormones kind of thing. Fine. But spirituality or something like that gives us a lens with which we can understand the way the hormones work in our body. Yeah. The way that relation, you know, it gives us a look into relationships. Religion gives us a look into the way of being kind to people when common sense would tell us not to be kind to people. Right. Oh yeah. I've had that many times. (laughs) And so those kind of things like over the past centuries, well, maybe we didn't have the science to do it. We did have a mechanism for being kind to each other, for taking care of the people who can't take care of it. uh, Can't, can't take care of themselves um, for not trying to fucking kill each other all the time. And it ended up being a good and bad in spirituality Mm -hmm. or all those kind of things. Um, but at the same time, it does give us some kind of mechanism with which we can deal with those feelings. Um, mm-hmm. Just like music puts emotion in, you know, it, it gives emotion a sound. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, how does, emo- how does emotion, how can you describe emotion? Uh, I don't know, but I can tell you that this song makes me feel it. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I was talking about, man. It's you know, and like you said earlier, there's nothing, and people who haven't experienced it really don't know what it's about. But there is nothing like being on that fucking Philistines, and everything is gelling just right with everybody on the stage, and you get that euphoric feeling 
you know, when I get on stage with my band, I turn into a completely different person. Yeah. You know, you feel the power and, and of the... nothing, nothing else makes me do that. You know, that's cool. Fuck it's, you. It's the music. That, <laughs> it, well, it's the, it's that feeling. There's something, there's yeah, something, it's power. Like, you know, well, I was, I was just thinking about this actually, um, recently, I don't remember specifically which show, but we were playing a song that is a song that we've been playing for 20 or 25 years. And it's like, we go into the song and then I just get this like feeling and I start to almost have flashbacks through time. Yeah. Cause I think yeah. about like, it's like a thread, like this, this song is a consistent thread that has been through my life through ups, downs, you know, and I'm like flashing back to other shows playing it where like either great things are happening or I'm going through a really hard time. Yeah. And it's just like, as I'm playing it, I feel this like, I know this sounds hippy dippy, but I feel this thread of time just kind of like, yeah, like yeah. just it's, I can only feel it when I'm playing that song. Right. And I'm, it's just like, it's all connecting in my mind. And it's like, I don't know. It's a, it is kind of an, almost like an out of body experience. Like, I mean, that literally, it literally is the soundtrack of your life. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah you guys ever... I remember. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You guys ever have this happen to you where you where you're up on stage, you're playing through your set, you get done with your song, and you're like, "Yeah, the crowd's like, ah," or you know, whatever, you know. <laughs> and you look down at the set list, and you think, "Fuck, I don't know how that song starts." And then as soon as somebody else in the band makes a noise, it all comes flooding back. It's like, Bigger. how the hell does that happen? I do that at just about every show. I'll look down at one song and be like, fuck, I don't remember how that song starts. I mean, I think that that shows when we talk about paranormal experiences, we talk about the way that we, we see the world. That shows the limit of our prefrontal cortex, right? Yeah. So yeah. we look at something and we're in the moment, we're like, shit, I don't even know what that's going to be. Or I look, I mean, this happened to me. So we played all night Friday and Saturday this weekend, right? So we played something, we probably played 75 or 80 songs throughout the weekend. Yeah. Because uh, we didn't even do that much repeat. But we did, we did some repeat for the, the fucking mm -hmm. hits, man. You got to play the yeah, hits. Yeah, yeah. Play the hits. But, um, but, you know, a lot, we, we just threw in a lot. Of, I mean, everything. We know like a hundred and some songs that we can just come off and we've written several hundred that would take a little work to put in. But, and so we're on stage and I'm looking at the song, I'm like, Hmm, what's that one like? <laughs> and then you hear the opening chord yeah. and then I don't know the words until I start singing them. Right. Until you then, open your mouth. Yeah. And, as, yeah. and when I open my mouth, it's all there. Yeah. That's how it's I weird how that happens. That's man. what I was saying. Like, that's exactly what happens to me with, I'm not, you know, I'm not in a band or nothing, but that's what my wife says. She's like, as soon as the song comes on, you just start singing the whole fucking it's song. It's there. Like, <laughs> well, because we, pro we process those things in a different part of our brain. And especially through Wendy and I, we've played these songs so many times um, that they exist in a, and it usually it really is with our, even better than covers. You think of a cover, you'd know better because you heard on the radio so goddamn many right. times. But uh, it's with our own songs, because we were there when the song was born. We were there when it was developed. And there recording, when it to, recording it and going over it and then playing it at shows that now you're like ah, we, we did we did stuff i mean we played a song on saturday night we have not played probably live since 2015 right and flower child right we probably haven't played it live forever we, I, I looked over the the all day state fair set list and we hadn't played that in, you know in a long time and then we just go into it and then it was like that was it 
I didn't have to, like, nobody. Yeah, looked, it was like the easiest song on the whole set list. Right. We didn't look <laughs> at each other. Like, we didn't look at each other like, uh-oh. Like, <laughs> let me think about it. It was just like, let's do, hey, God, and I just called it as an audible. I'm like, hey, guys, let's do this song. And they're like, great. And that was it. And it just yeah. went. It just, and it just went. And, like, it wasn't even, like, there were no mistakes. You're like, shit. And we, we hadn't played that song together in six years. Wow. And that's the kind of thing. Where it, 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 Burn now, into the, your soul. Right. <laughs> the pathways, so you're talking about, you know, the, the pathways in our brain. Those neurons for that song exist, and they just, it's really smooth to get from one place to another. Yeah. Now, you think, so music takes us to those places, ecstatic, spiritual, because it doesn't go through the prefrontal cortex. And I know that sounds like fucking science fiction or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't go through the part of your brain that deals oh, it with. It sounds like science. Right. It sounds like fire. <laughs> it sounds like bullshit. Science. <laughs> yeah, science. Um, <sighs> but, it, but really, when you talk about that area, what I mean is there's a, there's a part of our brain that's thinking about what do I got to do tomorrow? Like, like tomorrow, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to take those lights to Guitar Center and like all those kind of things. Like, so there's a part of the brain that makes you think about your immediate yeah. schedule and doing stuff and like are the bills paid? Is it, you know, did I get the checkout? Did all these things happen? Did I put yeah. pants on? Did I put pants on? <laughs> That's easy for me. Did the I answer. or should I? Yeah, the, answer, exactly. the answer is always no. I'm Porky Pig on Zoom today. Yeah. That's all, folks. And so it doesn't go through that area. So it doesn't yes. go through that processing that we do, the immediate processing. And I think that's how a lot of paranormal stuff is. So when, when people talk about, so my, my sister had a paranormal experience at a place called the Old Baraboo Inn in Baraboo, Wisconsin. And Wendy and I were playing that night. We did an acoustic set like we did at Haunted America. And uh, we did a, like a live podcast recording and people were doing ghost hunting there. And, and this is an old, it was a train station and then it became a, they said it was a whorehouse for a while, a house of ill repute. Yeah, I don't know the correct way to say it today. I mean, every time you say an old-timey whorehouse word, it sounds like you're being disrespectful to sex workers. Yeah. Um, it was a... Disrespectful uh, to sex workers. Yeah, it was, a, it, was a house, it was a house where people sold sex. It was there. a speakeasy. Yeah. yeah. And so it was all these different things. And, um, and now it's a bar, and, the, and they do ghost hunts there, and they get a lot of activity. And so um, my sister, who does not have a lot of paranormal experiences, had a paranormal experience there where she saw a, an orb, not through a fucking camera or anything, but she right. saw an orb circle come at her face and go away. Now, she saw it. She didn't think about it until two days later, and then she remembered it. And so don't you think you see something crazy and you're immediately going to be shit in your pants? Like, yeah. oh my God, I saw it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't an orb that was actually just a digital artifact in the camera. This was an orb in real life coming towards me and coming away. And that's how I think a lot of paranormal experiences are. Our, our friend Brad uh, from Toronto tells us a story at the uh, Michigan Paracon a few years ago. Him and his husband, like, wake up in the middle of the night. They're camping and they wake up for a half an hour. They said they watched, he said, we watched the stars dance in the sky. And then we went back to bed and to sleep. The next day, we didn't talk about it. A day later, we're like, hey, you remember we woke up in the middle of the night, sat outside our tent, and watched stars move around in the sky for half an hour? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 
Okay. Cool. And, and, and but, so is it's, that weird? Right. Yeah, is that weird? And that. if we'd have seen that, like we'd have been talking, I'd have been called up fucking the news, the weekly world news, the well, National you, Enquirer. you say that now, but you don't know. Right. Yeah. And, and so that's the thing. Like sometimes the, the paranormal experiences are so far outside the things that we can process with our everyday brain that it takes the rest of the rumination inside of our head and that it going back into the subconscious and stuff like that to come out and then be able to figure it out and make sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. Quit using big words. Yeah. <laughs> so, like it is, yeah. Uses the butt part of your brain. Yeah, use your butthole brain. Man, when, guys, I tell you what, I don't. Awesome, man. I know that uh, if we don't stop at some point in time, we'll just keep we'll, talking. We'll be talking forever. Like, well, ever, ever. Fair. So, he's like, I know. However, me. trust me, we did a five hour interview one time yeah. with, with people from England. We had two no, directors. Oh, two, you, guys are, you guys are awesome. We, could we were trying to beat that record, but yeah. now you guys busted we would, it. Yeah, Ryan, we were trying to fuck it up. We were trying to beat them down 1776 style. Six style, baby. Where's my fucking tea? Yeah. Where's my tea? We're not no, in Boston. Uh, Boston. No, Remember man. This we... has been freaking awesome. I'm ser serious. We'll just keep on talking. And I yeah, know that. Sure. Uh, yeah, you guys are awesome, man. Thank you. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank we you. Will, uh, we'll do our little, ex our little outro here, and then we'll talk to you real quick before we hang up. So. Sounds great. Sounds good. Thank Man, you. guys. Thanks so much for uh, being on the show. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Oh, sure. We had a nice time. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right, Horror Fam. That was the podcast. It's a long one. That was uh, awesome. Uh, Mike and Wendy from Sunspot and the Rockstar Paranormal. Yeah, that's... Uh, just phenomenal. Man. We would keep talking, phenomenal. but... We could talk to them all night. You know. They were kick-ass. They were like, hey, can you guys get us out of here? Yeah. No. But anyways, <laughs> no, man, they're Ryan, awesome. stop talking to me. We love you guys, horror fam. Thanks for your support, as always. You guys are awesome. But more importantly, as always, until next time, keep it creepy.